The Marty Smith's America podcast is presented by ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Marty Smith's America podcast. This is volume 92, and that means it is the Reggie White Minister of Defense episode. Right, Travis? I mean, there's only one. There's only one guy who's 92. Yeah, we've had some other podcasts where we've debated who it should be named after, but this one I don't think there's a debate. It's Reggie. There is no debate. Uh, he's the Minister of Defense. He is arguably the greatest defensive lineman in the history of the game of football. Certainly in that conversation, revolutionized the game with the way he played it and the passion with which he played it. And, of course, you know, his convictions about his faith uh, – it's interesting because Reggie was around the area I live. In fact, when he passed away uh, in 2004, uh, that actually happened in the town I live in. And so, you know, he was really close with Joe Gibbs and, and, and Joe Gibbs Racing Organization. And so an amazing human being. So there's no doubt that this is the Reggie White episode, and it is one of my favorite episodes that we have ever done because of the subject matter. Now, late last week, I went on the Twitter machine, and there is a, a an account called Whiskey Riff, and it's all things country. They talk about country music, and they talk about country lifestyle, and all of these things, and I love it. It's one of my favorite favorite accounts I follow, and they had this post that on that post, they said, my Maria... Clear blue sky, which I think they meant blue clear sky. Daddy's money, the change, I'll say it again, 1996 was fire. And what they were saying is all of those are singles released that year in the country music format. And so obviously anybody who knows anything about me knows that I love 90s country. It's the soundtrack of my formative years, my teenage years, and... I just love that era. It's my favorite era in my favorite type of music. And those songs are just so important to me. And that got me thinking around that time frame. I started looking up on Google, you know, what were some of the, the songs in 1996? And the first one I thought of was Don't Get Me Started by Rhett Akins. There were fireworks flashing and thunder clapping and big waves crashing on the shore, church bells ringing and angels singing all gathered around heaven's door. I still know all those songs by heart. And what is that? 25 years ago now? Something crazy? I mean, it's a long time ago. And so it's just one of those eras that I just love. And so I started looking up 1996 on Google and then I go down the rabbit hole. And so I just started putting a couple of songs on my own Insta, uh, Twitter feed. And I put Like the Rain by Clint Black. And then I realized that I can still make Cheyenne by King George Strait, was nineteen nine released in 1996. And so I put that song on my feed, and I also put in parentheses, it very well may, may be the King's greatest song. Well, any time that I go on social media and mention George Strait, or television for that matter, or this platform, anywhere, any platform, when I mention George Strait and his greatest works, it sparks this unbelievable debate because when you are an artist who is among the pantheon 
of the greatest of all time, then it sparks those types of debates. This is a man that has 60 number one songs. Most artists, like you think about how many songs that is. Most albums are 10, 11 song albums. So you're looking at five or six albums worth of number ones. It's crazy. And the song that many consider to be his greatest, Amarillo by Morning, it wasn't a number one. I can still make it, Cheyenne wasn't number one either. It's not even in the list. Okay. So, so you, you can go, you can have this debate over beers at the watering hole until you're blue in the face and pass out from lack of oxygen. Okay. But it is such a fun and impossible debate. So the next morning when I got up and, and I'm, kind of scrolling through one of the things that I do as I prepare for assignments for ESPN is I go to the respective social media feed or feeds of the subject or team or whatnot that I'm going to cover. And I have my next assignment this week is the Southeastern Conference Basketball Tournament in Nashville, Tennessee. I will be in Nashville from Wednesday all the way through Sunday. And So what I do is I go to each of the 14 SEC men's basketball team sites and I read everything I can and and kind of see where they are and what they're posting. So when I got on my feed, I realized how many people had weighed in on whether or not I can still make Cheyenne being Straight's greatest song. And then, of course, what do they do offer their opinion? So I decided, all right, I'm going to pick 36 or 40 songs that are George Strait classics, and I'm going to create a nine or ten tweet thread with a bunch of polls that people can vote on. Well, I made an egregious, egregious error, and I didn't realize I made that error until it was too late to correct the error. In my very first note, in the very first tweet in the thread, I put a series of songs and I thought in that series, I know originally in that series of songs, I had Troubadour. Because Troubadour is a top three George Strait song of all time. So I thought there's no question that I had it in there. I know I had it in there, but obviously I erased it. So in my list of 36 George Strait classics, Troubadour is not represented, which is an egregious error and Completely unacceptable. We apologize. I, I can't apologize to a larger degree. Most, so many of you, hundreds of you wrote back, Troubadour, you dumbass. Well, you're allowed to call me a dumbass in that context because that was a dumbass omission. I just hope that George forgives you because I know that he probably listens to this podcast and I just hope. Oh, that I know he, he understands does. It. Yeah. There's no question. He subscribes, rates, and reviews just like you guys do and should. All of you should. King George, leave us a note about your frustration, and we'll read it on the, on the air. I know that he listens. Just sign it, the king. So I'll go ahead and say that out front. All of you who are Troubadour folks, I'm so sorry. Uh, if I was a consumer, if another one of the country music feeds that I follow did this same thing and Troubadour was not on there, I'd be like, what the hell? Why isn't Troubadour not on there? So I understand your reaction. It is warranted. So the 36 songs that I chose, which, again, did not include Troubadour, resulted in 50-plus thousand votes. And I'll just read those songs down quickly, all right? Amarillo by Morning, I Can Still Make Cheyenne, 
love without end, amen, blue clear sky. I cross my heart, the chair, check yes or no, carrying your love with me. You look so good in love, give it all we got tonight. All my exes live in Texas, which is much more popular than I realized. Easy come, easy go. I saw God today. I just want to dance with you. She'll leave you with a smile if I know me. Seashores of old Mexico, full-hearted memory, oceanfront property, give it away, written by Jamie Johnson. Cowboys like us, she let herself go. I got a car, oceanfront property. I didn't realize that I had oceanfront property twice. Not only did I have oceanfront property twice, it won both of its poles. Which wow. also means you had a spot for Troubadour. That's probably what happened. That might be what happened. I might have forgot. I, I mean, it, I don't know. It's just very, I'm very disappointed in myself. I'm embarrassed. But well done, oceanfront property. I mean, dude, they, oceanfront property won both of its poles. That, I didn't realize that until right now. Carried away desperately the fireman, which I thought would do better than it did. Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? which was completely disrespected. We, we can get into that, all that later. Heartland, you know me better than that. Write this down, run, which is an, I mean, elite, elite classic and didn't get its due in this poll. Marina Del Rey, living and living well. It just comes natural. And how about them cowgirls? All right, so that was my 36-song list. More than 50,000 of you guys weighed in. And it's funny how many texts I got as a result of this. And that is my segue into the idea that I had about how we should approach this as a podcast. What we did was this. I thought, all right, I'm going to reach out to a bunch of my best friends and I'm going to ask those guys what they believe is the best George Strait song and why. Not necessarily their favorite, but the best. Some of them went favorite, and I asked them to send me, uh, text me a voice memo on their cell phone. So we had, what, Travis, 15, 20 people weigh in? Uh, we probably yeah, 15. 15 people weigh in, and it's all across the spectrum. We have Major League Baseball Hall of Famers. We have other artists. We have journalists we have the greatest writer of our generation we have other media members we have my buddies who are in college football equipment we have all of these different people who've weighed in on this topic and the reason that this topic is so cool is the passion and not only the what which is the song they choose but the why they chose it and the answers were beautiful and it's, it's, y'all are going to love this. I just know as a consumer, I would love to hear these answers. And here's how I did it. I asked each person to say their full, like your name, what you do for a living, what you believe to be the greatest George Strait song of all time and why it's the greatest George Strait song of all time. And man, are the answers amazing. But before we get to all of those amazing responses, we got to talk about making sure you have good oral hygiene. Quip, makers of the Quip electronic toothbrush, wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It's simply this, that if you have good habits, you're good. That means brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electronic toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. 
Is there anti-cavity toothpaste whitening? I don't know. I can, I can ask them. Yeah, we should probably check that out. I just got, so I've never whitened my teeth. Have you? No. All right. I never have either. And I just, I'm, I'm trying now. I'm on that train trying that right now. So speaking of Quip, I was just at the dentist yesterday and two things. One, I just asked the dental hygienist, I go, what's your uh, professional opinion on Quip? And she goes, well, that's what I use. So. Oh, really? Not bad. And then. Not that. Speaking of flossing, I finally feel like at 32, I became an adult. This is probably the first time ever that they didn't ask me, have you been flossing? Which is usually the question they asked when the answer is no. I wonder what percentage of society actually flosses. So I feel proud that they didn't ask me, which means they noticed I've been flossing. That's really impressive, man, because that's flossing's really diligent practice. I use the I mean, little... uh the things you already, use toothpick things? Yeah, that already had the floss there for me, so I don't have I to, love those to roll it up with my fingers. I mean, I really think it's probably a small percentage. Uh, that, that's my opinion, because if you are if you have flossing in your repertoire, you have a lot of time. Like, it's a time-consuming, meticulous practice. I, I mean, it's probably shorter than the two minutes that you need to brush your teeth. Yeah, I, I don't know. It probably is. Uh, I should be more diligent. Uh, Dr. Vaughn's going to be mad at me. That's the thing that I need and I, why I'm going to try Quip is the sometimes I'm, I go around, you know, minute 30 or something. All right. All right. Enough about the flossing. Let's get back to the brushing. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Speed it up pre-marked for you. Pre-marked string. It'll speed it up for you. Wow. They also deliver fresh brush head floss and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping. So your routine is always right. Join more than three million healthy mouths, 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 and get quipped today starting at just 25 bucks. And if you go to getquip.com slash America right now, you get your first refill free. That's your first refill for free at getquip.com slash America. All right, y'all ready for the spelling test? That is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash America. You don't need to spell Quip. America. Now, I know, if you don't know how to spell America, you better recognize. Quip, the good habits company. All right, now it's time to get into the responses about the greatest George Strait song of all time from personalities all across the sports and entertainment landscape who sent me their thoughts in the last few days. All right, who we got first, Travis? Stuart McWhorter, Nashville, Tennessee. I'm the Commissioner of Finance and Administration for the great state of Tennessee. The best George Strait song for me is All My Exes Live in Texas. No question about it. I was really close to my dad, and growing up, we spent a lot of time together on the lake up in North Georgia. Dad would have Strait's cassette tape oceanfront property permanently inserted in that cassette tape player on that little fishing boat. This song played constantly, and I just remember thinking, George Strait must have been one cool dude having all those ex-girlfriends in Texas while he got to live in Tennessee. One heck of a song. It is one heck of a song. And Stu wasn't the only 
person who chose that song. A lot of guys chose that song, and I'll tell you, that's an amazing human being right there. He is a great friend of mine. I met him through Eric Church, and Stuart basically is the money man for the state of Tennessee. How about that, Travis? We have Our jobs are awesome. We're very blessed to have them. But imagine being the guy that has to be the the financier of all that, of a state's budget. That sounds pretty nice. Should we play the other uh, ones that have the same thoughts on the song, and then we'll get into that song? Yes, I think we will. And uh, why don't you – I mean, we're talking about some big dogs here. Roll them. Hey, Marty, what's happening, man? This is Rick Sparks. I'm Associate Vice Provost and University Registrar at Virginia Tech. And straight songs, man, I tell you what, that is a tough one because there are so many outstanding songs. He's got so many just pour your heart out, pour your soul out songs that just mean a ton. But I got to go with the lighter side. I got to go with All My Exes Live in Texas. And it's just because it's a fun song and it's just, you know, it's from a time when I was growing up and I used to listen to it all the time. All My Exes Live in Texas. Hey, this is Chipper Jones, um, ex MLB baseball player for the Atlanta Braves, now ESPN analyst. And my favorite George Strait song is All My Exes Live in Texas. And the reason why it's my favorite, there's a little bit of a difference. All My Exes Live in Georgia, but that song really speaks to me. (laughs) Of course, that's what Chipper chooses. What a reason, but also I played baseball. No, you're a Hall of Famer, Chipper. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, bud, give yourself just a little bit more credit. Uh, yeah, I was a ball player. Uh, now I talk about ball on ESPN and, uh, all my exes live in Georgia. This was a very funny, this was, I, I don't know why I didn't expect this song. I just didn't. Of course I love it and I know every word of it, but nonetheless, I don't, I didn't expect so many of my friends to go. All my exes live in Texas. Now, it was best male country vocal performance at the 88 Grammys. So, obviously, it had some serious juice. But it's just when I think of great George Strait songs, All My Exes Live in Texas does not pop into my top five. I think it's also maybe more people want a little more upbeat. It's more mainstream maybe than some of his other songs. Well, what it is, is, I mean, to, to my buddy Rick's point, is it's a funnier type of track. Whereas when I think of George Strait, I think of Cheyenne's Twin Fiddles, and I think of that hard driving sound in Heartland, and I think of the absolutely stunningly beautiful message that is Love Without End Amen. I love that song so much because it reminds me of my relationship with my father. My dad was a hellraiser, man. My dad was a, a very complicated person. And I can't imagine with, with some of the knucklehead things I did when I was growing up, he probably just shook his head and was like, man, there was no doubt that stubborn boy was just like my father's son. I mean, I guarantee you that's what went through my old man's head. And even with my son today, I just shake my head sometimes. Like, man, what in the hell are you thinking? And then I'm like, well, he got it honest. And then you go, and he is his father's son. I love the end of that. I love how it turns around to 
standing at the pearly gates and St. Peter's about to make that decisions. If he knows half the things I've done, he'll never let me in. And then somewhere from the other side, I heard those words again. I mean, when that line is said, even now, I mean, that song was released in, in 1990. So all these years later and all these hundreds and thousands of times that I've heard that song since then, it still gives me chills. It still gives me such an interesting feeling of vulnerability every time I hear straight sing and somewhere from the other side I heard these words again. And the way he delivers it. It's just such an amazing song. It's way up near the tip of the spear for me. But all my exes live in Texas got a lot of votes. I mean, it got a lot of votes, not only from my friends, but it won its respective poll going away on my Twitter poll. That respective post got more than 5,300 of the votes, and all my exes live in Texas carried 50% of the vote on that particular post. So it's definitely popular. I mean, it was nominated for a Grammy. I mean, that, I think that's some credibility right there. So I can see why it's so popular. It's the number one song, for heaven's sake. One of his 60. So who, who am I to judge it? Here's another person that I, I think we can go ahead and just say he knows a thing or two about uh, music. Hey, guys, it's Phil Vassar. And I got to say my favorite George Strait song is The Chair. Um, I just think it's cool, man. The, the whole imagery of the tune where this guy's trying to pick up a girl in a bar and and does it by saying hey wait a minute i think you're sitting in my chair ends up you know dancing with her and asking her to dance and taking her home i mean it's pretty smooth it's a great song dean Dillon wrote that song but uh anyway i love it i love it love it along with about a hundred other george Strait songs i guess this is ryan mcgee singer writer with espn an occasional co-host of the Marty McGee extravaganza, and the greatest George Strait song is 1985's The Chair. It might be the most perfectly written song of all time. There is no chorus. There is no three verses in a bridge. It's just a story, A to Z. A dude who has been in the same situation we've all been in before, thinking he's smooth with the pickup lines and is the complete opposite of smooth. I mean... Let me drink you a bye. That's the greatest lyric written since Oh Say Can You See. See, that's the point right there. You can hear Phil, first of all, the conviction with which he describes why he loves the chair. All right. And then at the very end, he says the entire crux of the, the struggle along with a hundred other George Strait songs. That's the way we all feel. Phil, per usual, just managed to say it better. By the way, he's a Marty Smith America alumnus. And for those who may not know, there are many number one hits for himself and other country artists in the 90s. As a writer, just a tremendous writer. Amazing musician. How, and one of the best people on the piano. Travis's favorite artist. Yes. So any Travis's chance that I get a chance to hit him up or whatever, I I take that now. Yeah, you, you should. And... And that's a good answer, although it's another one of those more obscure straight tracks. In its respective post in my Twitter poll, it was a 28% out of 6,000 votes. 
So it actually almost beat check yes or no. It almost did. Check yes or no was a 28.5% of the vote, and the chair was a 28.1% of the vote. So it almost won its little sector of the broader poll. But it's uh, it's fun for me to hear artists because they know everything that goes into a single. And I'm not – not only – the the beautiful writing of it, which of course Phil the writer shouts out the writer, which I love. I mean, I just love songwriting. Y'all know that it's such an admirable, amazing skill, and I wish I had it. I I know how to write. I can write stories, or I can write I can write in a descriptive way. One thing that I learned in writing my book. My my publisher continually beat on me, show me, don't tell me. Put me there. Immerse me in the details that you're offering me. Show me, don't tell me. I would send him chapters, and he would send the chapters back to me, marked all the hell in red, you know, like, this is great, this is awesome, good imagery, and then invariably, show me, don't tell me, would be on the page a couple times in each chapter. And you gotta go back and you gotta dig even, even deeper to find that place in yourself that allows you to be that vulnerable. Show me, don't tell me. I'm like pounding on my desk as I say it. And that's what songwriters do so well. I wrote an essay about Nashville this week for the SEC tournament because of everything that they're managing with the tornado that recently ripped through East Nashville. Nashville has this way. In a moment in time when we are rendered speechless, whether that is something like 9-11 with Alan Jackson, you know, where were you when the world stopped turning? The ability to say the words we all feel when we are rendered speechless, Nashville has the words. When we don't have that ability to process emotion, Nashville provides the vehicles to carry that emotion for us. And in a moment when they need us, you're reminded so much of of that beautiful ability that that town has to allow us to carry those emotions. And to find those places so deep within ourselves that we may not let ourselves go. Because we're scared to. Nashville allows it. And it's just such a beautiful thing. I admire songwriting so much. I probably said it myriad times on this podcast, but I'll say it again. There are only a few professions that save lives. Songwriting is one of them. And... A lot of songwriters don't look at it that way, but when I mention that to them, they kind of have that, hmm, you're right, kind of look on their face. So I appreciate Phil shouting out the writers. Um, all right, Travis, what's next? My name is Taylor Zarzer. I manage the Sirius XM PGA Tour radio golf channel, and I call college football games for SEC Network as part of ESPN. My favorite George Strait song growing up was Easy Come, Easy Go, because I thought it was awesome that George Strait was 
finding new languages to tell his ex-lover that it was time for their relationship to be over. But that is no longer my favorite song by George Strait. It is now Cowboys Like Us because two of my best friends named Marty Smith and Eric Church and I were in Kansas City, Missouri, and we were drinking cold beer. And all of a sudden, Eric decided, hey, man, I I got to get up. I'll be back in just a minute. And he went onto the stage and burned it to the absolute ground singing Cowboys Like Us with the king of country music. And every time I hear that song now, I think of one of the greatest nights of my life. It was one of the greatest nights of my life, too. Is that the infamous tequila shot night? It sure was. Same night that George Strait, uh, Eric said, come on, we're going to go over here, man. Just come with me. What are we doing? Shut up and just follow me. And so we go over off side stage and next thing you know, here comes the king of country music carrying a tray full of Patron shots. And he hands us these shots and we take a shot of tequila with the king of country music. And he looked at us and said, told you so. And it was just an amazing night. And I have a photograph. Eric sent us a photograph that was taken that night of him and the king singing together on that stage in Kansas City at the Sprint Center. And the look of utter, just just overwhelming joy on his face and in his body language as he's holding that guitar. Well, it's just a beautiful image. And it was just a wild moment for us because it's like, my Lord, man, we, the first time I saw this guy play a show was at Arizona Pete's in Greensboro, North Carolina, and there was about 45 people there, including the wait staff. And now he's singing with George freaking straight. I just, it was an amazing night. And Taylor's right. It was, it's a night we still talk about and. You know, one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me was when Eric wrote the forward to my book and he makes some commentary in that book on those nights when we flown on the 96 proof of, of Jack Daniel's single barrel. And that was one of those nights. I have a, I have a photograph from that night of myself and Eric and Taylor sitting just off the stage watching the Kings set. And we got to sit there and like to, to see artists let themselves, let that veneer go down and be fans of the artist that, that we're all watching just like I'm a fan is such an amazing thing. I've stood in the pit at a couple shows with Cole Swindell. One thing I love about Cole is He's just an unabashed fan of his contemporaries and and people that he looked up to and, and inspired him to get into the business. And just standing there watching those guys be fans and be immersed in that emotion and whisked back to whatever that song was for them in that time is just a beautiful thing to watch. It's, you know, Eric's song Springsteen is that emotion. It's, a, you know, a melody and a memory. And it's it was cool to spend that evening watching him watch George Strait. And then he's like, all right, boys, I'll be back in a minute. And the next thing you know, he's up on stage singing Cowboys Like Us. It was freaking awesome. I have a question for you. What was the hangover like the next morning? How were you well, feeling? The worst, hangover, the worst hangovers of my life are, are after nights like that uh, because I just don't have a restrictor plate. 
I mean, it's just I'm in the throttle so hard, and I don't care. I know it's coming. And they've gotten where, you know, old Hank sang it. The hangovers hurt more than they used to. All my rowdy friends have settled down. Well, there's a reason. <laughs> it's because they, they end you. And, I mean, the other night, I had the Kentucky-Tennessee basketball game the other night, and McGee was in town for that basketball game. And after the game, it was a 9 p.m. tip, so we didn't get done with work till 11.15, something like that. He and I decided, all right, we're going to meet in the, we're going to meet in the hotel bar and we're going to have a couple drinks. I had a beer, one beer. And I woke up on Wednesday morning to go to the airport and you would have thought that I stood in front of a damn road paver and it ran me over. I mean, I don't know where the truck came from or where it went, but that some bitch ran me over. I, I was hung over all day after one beer. I don't know what was in that thing. But anyway, the worst, the worst ones. If, if you, there's an executive at ESPN who's a dear friend of mine named Kate Jackson. And if you want to hear one of the funniest Marty Smith hung, hangover stories, and it involves church, it involves Casey Kane, the NASCAR driver, ask her someday about uh, wheatgrass surprise and and that hangover. Whew. What's next? Speaking of a guy that probably knows a thing or two about hangovers. What's going on, everybody? This is Cash Daniel, starting linebacker and defensive captain for the Marty McGee All-American team. My favorite George Strait song would have to be here for a good time, just because I like having a good time, man, and life's too short not to live it up like every day is your last. And, you know, I know a lot of people, especially myself, Ryan and Marty here, can relate to... Uh, the one lyric where he had saying, uh, so bring on the sunshine to hell with a red wine, pour me some moonshine. So that's why it's my favorite, George Strait's the GOAT. My name is Wright Thompson, and I'm a senior writer for ESPN. And my favorite George Strait song is absolutely I Get Carried Away for like a thousand reasons. One, because if you're going to have a favorite George Strait song, it's going to need to be a love song. Uh, I know some people make the argument that it should be a rodeo song or a cowboy song or one of his corny songs, but I think if you're going to have a George Strait song as your favorite, it needs to be a love song, and that opening line just crushes me. I don't take my whiskey to extremes. I don't believe in chasing crazy dreams. That's just a fabulous song, so that's what I'm going to go with. And frankly, I, I don't really even understand how the rest of you mopes could think anything different. <laughs> Unless your favorite is Amarillo by Morning, because that's a badass song, too. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is the single greatest writer of my uh, of my generation, period. And, and I'm not talking about sports writer. I'm talking about writer. His ability to tell a story and, again, show me, don't tell me. There's nobody better ever, man. I mean, he's just – his brilliance – I tell him all the time how envious I am of what he does and how he does it because he has the opportunity to do these massive long-form enterprise stories that just blow your mind. And they make you laugh and they make you cry and they make you think and they demand of you that you give the energy that he's given. It's just phenomenal. And my man knows how to put some bourbon down. I was in Iceland with Wright Thompson once. I should tell that story someday. I should have, we should have him on to tell that story. It was a doozy. But, uh, I understand carried away is world class and he's right. I mean, 
that first line is stunning, just just stunning. It's an unbelievable hook. And the the chorus of the song is it's just again, you can't begin to to put these things in any kind of order without somebody saying, no, 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 no. I, I like it, but it belongs here. Who's next? Hey, it's Randy Scott, Sports Center anchor on Sports Randall. Center AM on uh, ESPN alongside the, the lovely and talented Nicole Briscoe. Uh, man, this is an impossible, this is an impossible choice. I love this debate though, because it really depends on what mood you're in, but the straight song that I keep coming back to that I know I will not turn off. If it comes in the car, comes on the radio, I'm going to sit in the driveway and I'm going to hear it all the way through is I can still make Cheyenne. Um, I think that Blue Clear Sky album is sort of underrated <laughs> in the straight pantheon. But man, that song is such an emotional wrecking ball. That that story, I think anybody who does what we do, who loves their job and is committed to the job and to the demands on the time, right, that the job uh, commands of you to do it the right way, whatever the job may be, uh, I think sometimes you worry uh, and you and you fear you're going to make a call like that. Hey, honey, I've got to go out of town. I've got this trip. I've got whatever it is. And you're worried about getting that message on the other end of the phone that the, that the, that the cowboy gets, uh, in that song. And, um, man, if that isn't, uh, a punch to the gut every time I hear it and it's just so well written and so well delivered. And, um, that's why it's my favorite. It is to me the best George Strait song. Beautiful. You can't analyze that song better than Rockin' Randall just analyzed it because he's so right it's so relatable to road warriors like us who are on 150 airplanes a year and it takes such a selfless spouse or significant other and such resilient kids if you're a parent to manage that and like this the twin fiddles in cheyenne May as well just rip my heart out of my chest and throw it out there in the driveway. The yearning that is those twin fiddles at the end of that song and the thought process of this cowboy jumping in the dually and hoping he can make the short go. It's it's just stunningly gorgeous. And again, this is not just one of the greatest George Strait songs of all time, but it's in the pantheon of the saddest country music songs of all time. Most people will tell you He Stopped Loving Her Today is not only the saddest, but the greatest country music song of all time. Of course, the George Jones classic. Cheyenne, to me, I love sad country music songs. I love to feel that hurt. I don't, most people aren't like that probably. But it's something that I care deeply about. I love it. I want to hurt. I want to feel that depth of emotion when I listen to a song like that. Now look, I'm as, I love my hell raising songs and my drinking songs and my thinking songs and my loving songs and all that too. But I love sad country songs because it's one of those separating factors in that format versus other genres of music. And you know, we heard Wright talking about the first line of Carried Away. Well, the first line of Cheyenne, her telephone rang about a quarter to nine. She heard his voice on the other end of the line. She wondered what was wrong this time. 
That's that exasperation of the person on the other end when they're married to someone who's addicted to something else. And that cowboy is addicted to the rodeo. She never knew what his calls might bring with a cowboy like him. It could be anything. And she always expected the worst in the back of her mind. (laughs) Good Lord. You'd be hard-pressed to convince me there's a better one than that. Two things. One, how did that not get to number one? And number two. It's just such a weird. Look, man. Look, some of the greatest artists of all time, some of the most timeless songs. Like, look, I have friends in the industry. We know, we all know that, okay? And a lot of times, number one songs are so forgettable. A lot of times, guys run songs up and down the charts and that's that, but there's no copyrights. There's like forever songs are copyrights that when you're 20 years from now, 30 years from now, people are still going to be playing Springsteen. They're not going to be playing some of the songs that were number one that I can't even remember well, it's right like, now. Wasn't it Walking in Memphis when we had Mark Cohn on? That wasn't a hit, but look at it now. Copyright. It's a, there, there are songs that don't, just because of whatever the era might be or the lightning in a bottle that might be that, you know, that, 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 that limit the chart escalation of certain tracks, but they're copyrights. They're forever songs. My second point, back to the song, we had JB uh, Monion, the professional bull rider. And if you don't believe that song, like just listen to him, tell his stories. And I mean, he was doing the interview with, I think a broken shoulder and it, and it's the perfect song when you, especially when you think about it from the bull riders perspective. I mean, he said it's cold out here and I'm all alone. Didn't make the short go again and I'm coming home. I know I've been away too long. I never had a chance to write or call. I know this rodeo's been hard on us all, but I'll be home soon. And honey, is there something wrong? I just got chills ran up my spine. And then there is the gut punch. The absolute gut punch. She said, don't bother coming home. By the time you get here, I'll be long gone. There's somebody new, and it sure ain't no rodeo, man. And then, I'm sorry it's come down to this. There's so much about you that I'm going to miss, but it's all right, baby. If I hurry, I can still make Cheyenne. Holy. I mean, it's just. Look, I'm really passionate about sports. I love sports. I've loved sports since I came out the womb. I love sports since I was old enough to walk. I remember watching the Pittsburgh Steelers with my daddy because my daddy adored Terry Bradshaw. My daddy thought Terry Bradshaw walked on water. And I can remember watching the Steelers with daddy and mama telling me when I was older that she couldn't believe that I would say that was a clip. Mama didn't even know what a clip was. When I was just a little old teeny boy. So I'm, I've been passionate about sports my entire life. Played off, played football, basketball, and baseball all the way through. Love them. But my, not only am I passionate about music, country music, but I'm indebted. Oh, I'm indebted to sport too, certainly. Everything I own is due to sports. But my emotional debt that I owe country music is beyond description. 
And I know a lot of y'all out there are can can relate to that so much. Country music saved my life more times than I can count. And again, if you, any of you guys have read Never Settle, you know what I said to Eric. Sinners like me saved my life. It saved my life in a time when I was so hurt and I was stripped and I was listless and I was lost and I was a man without a compass and I was a rudderless ship and I was drinking Jack Daniels out of the bottle just trying to get up in the morning. That record saved me, man. And I just love it. I love it so much. That was a little bit of a tangent, I guess, but whatever. Um, What's next? My name is Shane Beamer. I'm a football Legend. coach in the state of Oklahoma. The greatest George Strait song is Easy Come, Easy Go. It's all about relationships and it's real life. That sometimes uh, two people aren't compatible and it just doesn't work, but there doesn't need to be any hard feelings. Uh, you tried, it didn't work out, and you move on to the uh, something even better that God has in store for you. That's my vote for the, my favorite or the best George Strait song. Uh, my beautiful wife, Emily, as well, she has an opinion as well that she would like to share. My favorite George Strait song is Baby Blues, and I was disappointed it didn't make the cut. <laughs> Straight up. First of all, I'm, a, I'm a football coach in Oklahoma. Yeah, just he, so you guys know. He's saying, it sounds like he's coaches like JV football the way he yeah. says it. No, he's Shane Beamer. Yeah, he's down at, yeah, the way Shane said it, you know, he's, uh, He's coaching the defensive backs down there at Moore High School, and uh, he's the associate head coach at the University of Oklahoma. And the he's son Lincoln of Lincoln Riley's right hand man, and the son of Frank Beamer, and the goats boy, and a guy that has been a friend of mine for a long time. Who we grew up playing everything against each other, and he's just an amazing human being. He and Emily are such wonderful, graceful, selfless, amazing people. And I'm so proud of both of them. I he, so Emily's the sweetest person ever of all time, and you could hear the disgust in her voice that in my poll on the Twitter machine I did not have Baby Blue represented. Um, and she wasn't kidding either; she's dead serious. So it is a good song, but is it in my top forty? No, it's not. Now, Easy Come, Easy Go was in there. Let me see; it was in the third installment, the third package of of uh. Of songs in the, in the broader poll. Unfortunately for, unfortunately for Easy Come, Easy Go, it was in the All My Exes Live in Texas bracket. So it did not get a whole lot of votes, but it is an unbelievable song. Who's next? Hey, it's Jim Dunaway from WJOX, Sports Talk Radio in Birmingham, Alabama, on the golf course. We're listening to George Strait right now. Marty, my favorite song is absolutely, she'll leave you with a smile. Great song. Obviously, yes, it's a great song, Dunaway. No question about it. It was, in fact, Straight's 50th number one single. How about that, Travis? It's like still just crazy to, we already know how many number ones, but when you say it 50, like, unreal. Dude, he has 60. I mean, you can't, that is so unbelievable. I, I could be wrong. Wouldn't it be the first time on this podcast, but I believe he, in total, he spent like 84 weeks or something, like, at number one. Yeah. It's, he has, it's, and then it's the other ridiculous. thing is, I think he has 87 top 10 hits. It actually made the Billboard Hot 100. 
I mean, that's that's how good it was. It was number one on the country chart, the Billboard country chart, but it reached 23 on the Hot 100. I mean, that is a monster single when you, when it gets that high on the Hot 100 for a country song. And I'd also, All right, what's next? I'd also like to thank Jim for calling in from the golf course. Phil Vassar also did his from the beach. So we were having people uh, in their free time helping us out here. So I just wanted yeah, to. Yeah, man, that's what friends do. I mean, it's not like I asked them to pull a tooth. I, I mean, you know, it's not like I asked them to mow my yard. Carry on. Marty, hey, this is Greg. I work in equipment. Just want to let you know I think the best George Strait song is Cowboy Rides Away. I feel this way because when you hear that song played live in concert, you know that you've just experienced a great night of music. Thanks, bud. Greg Stringfellow, head equipment manager for... I work in football. The LSU Tigers, a dear friend of mine. Cowboy Rides Away is sad to me. Um, It's a beautiful song. You know, it's basically cowboys riding away from a failed relationship and... All they've been through again. It's like the the ability to encapsulate those visceral emotions in three minutes, and it's one thing to to, to write them. And again, I just said a few moments ago how admirable the songwriting profession is. But when you pair amazing writing with a guy like Straight, who just has this God given ability to deliver the message, that. That's the thing about music. One guy or gal can sing a song and it's good. Another guy or gal cuts the same song and it's remarkable. It's, it's remarkable. So it's such a, and then there's the production side and there's all the mixing and there's so much that goes into what makes a single great production, certainly. So there's so many variables that go into great singles. What's next? Well, I also add with what he's saying, Hearing a, per- a person perform a song live can also change how you view that song. Uh, so, for example, Eric's That's Damn Rock and Roll live is by far so much better than just the recorded version because you can see and feel the passion. And so when George is out there doing it live, that, that song can hit you differently than just listening to it on your phone. Do you know the very last song George Strait ever sang in, in concert? I don't. Cowboy rides away. Yeah, and so it then was the you, last song he sang at the AT and T Stadium at Jerry World back in 2014. Exactly. So if you were there, and the because of that song and being last, all of a sudden it may not have been your favorite, but now guess what? It is because of those added elements into it. It's a moment. The the you know that's one of the things that's beautiful about sport and about music is moments, and the ability to capture those moments. It's like one thing I get so frustrated about anymore is people don't live in moments anymore, man, because they're looking at everything on their phone. I was just going to say that the, the Masters last year, I can still visually remember being out there on 18, and I don't have any photos of it. You know, I could go watch a telecast, but I can remember talking to people and seeing that scoreboard change and it, it's because you can just remember it because it was so powerful. Next. This one, uh, well, we're going to play a few because uh, this was the uh, the clubhouse favorite. Barry Odom, defensive coordinator for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Favorite George Strait song is Amarillo by Morning. It's a true classic through and through. 
Marty, hey, it's Mark Vinson, a.k.a. Bones. I am a professional baseball athletic trainer, a amateur woodworker, and a self-proclaimed 90s country music connoisseur. Um, I would have to go with Amarillo by Morning as my pick as the number one George Strait song. Uh, it's got that fiddle in the intro, and it's also got one of the best lines of any George Strait song out there. I ain't got a dime, but what I got is mine. I ain't rich, ain't rich but Lord, I'm free. Boys, I'm free. That about says it all right there. Jeff Springer, Director of Equipment at the University of Alabama. My favorite song is Amarillo by Morning. You talk about soundtracks from your youth. Uh, that's one of those songs where you're hanging out with your buddies, everybody's having a good time, and that song will come on, and everybody's singing it, just enjoying it, and... Uh, you just have those memories of what you were doing, uh, who you were with, and uh, that's my favorite song. Marty, this is Gordon Whitener. My profession is consulting and investing in the sports and technology business and marketing business. Huge George Strait fan. I can't I can't narrow it down to just one George Strait fo- song. My first choice is I Cross My Heart out of the movie Pure Country because my wife and I just loved that movie and it, that song was really, as we were about to get married, that was a big part of, of our lives. But, uh, as you know, we, we in the rodeo business as well and, and my number one all time is Amarillo by Morning. It's the quintessential rodeo song, has all the elements. From the king. And this last one is Will Kane, but he doesn't know how to follow rules and did not say who he was. Why am I not shocked? Marty Smith, George Strait, is the gentleman king of country music. Willie, Waylon, George Strait. Let's not quibble over who is the best of all time. Let's just submit that George Strait is among them. I could do an hour on George Strait. But the best George Strait song of all time is Amarillo by Morning. Every line hints at a deeper story. They took my saddle in Houston, broke my leg in Santa Fe, lost my wife and a girlfriend somewhere along the way. Amarillo by Morning is not just George Strait's greatest song of all time. I think it's one of the greatest country music songs of all time. There's no question about that. In fact, it was voted as such. Uh, by the writers of America. Um, when you're talking about the greatest country music songs of all time, I think that the vast majority of people who fancy themselves as historians in any way, shape, or form of the format will have Amarillo by Morning in their top five. It is a stunning song. Um, the Every single line, kind of to Will's point, every single line kind of has its own story within the line. And to Bones's point, by the way, uh, Barry Odom, defensive coordinator for the Arkansas Razorbacks, former University of Missouri Tigers head coach, in my opinion, probably still should be, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, Bones is my best friend growing up since we were three years old. Uh, y'all all know who Will Kane is. And then there's Jeff Springer, my boy, who is the head EQ guy at Bama. All these folks that are involved in these responses are country music fanatics. They're not just like, I like a little bit of country music. They live country music just like I do. And it's a 
fulcrum. It's a focal point of our friendships. That's what we talk about. When when we hang out, we're talking about country music songs. But anyway, Amarillo by Morning, unbelievable classic. And, you know, I ain't got a dime, but what I got is mine. I ain't rich, but, Lord, I'm free. That's the line of Amarillo by Morning. That's the one most people point to as the one that really, really gets them. But there's another line in there. We'll be looking for eight when they pull that gate, and I hope the judge ain't blind. I mean, man. It's just line upon line upon line. And that song was released in 1983. Other artists have cut it. That's, but I think that's what maybe hurt it from going number one is, uh, I saw George say that regionally, like around in Texas, people heard that song. So it didn't have that same push maybe to make it number one, but he was the one that was able to make it a hit. Yeah. Chris Ledoux cut it. I mean, the greatest cowboy singer ever cut that song back in 1975. And, you know, back, let, I don't want to get off on too big a tangent, but speaking of Ledoux, have you ever heard Ledoux's version of Bruce Springsteen's Tougher Than the Rest? I have not. I'll put that That's on your there. homework. Okay. That's your that. homework, man. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And one thing I love doing anytime I'm around my buddy Justin Moore, me and him are sitting around having some Jack Daniels. I will, we'll play tennis with country, like classic country music songs. And I'll play one and then I, you know, he'll try to top mine and then I try to top his back and forth. We end up getting drunk listening to mid nineties country, but he buried me in Indianapolis one night when he played tougher than the rest. And I was like, all right, man, I'm going to the hotel. I'm done. I can't, I can't top that. So that's your homework. What's next? We are out of people, but I have a question. What's the song that you thought we would get a response about that we didn't? Cause I think I know your answer. Uh, well, love without end. Amen. I'm shocked. Blue clear sky. I'm shocked. I'm surprised because run didn't make it and run. I, you know, Dale Jr. I, I asked Dale Jr. to weigh in, uh, on this, on this debate. Didn't, didn't get a response back, but I thought that I would hear run at least from him. Run holds a really special place for me because of. When it came out and one of the first times that I ever heard it. So that song was released in 2001. All right. It was released right after 9-11. And I, I mean like a couple of weeks after 9-11. And I remember being on a canoeing trip with Laney's family. Laney's part of a massive, huge Italian family from Jersey. And her aunt had this kind of getaway home out in the mountains, uh, where uh, West Virginia, Ohio, like that kind of corridor, Pennsylvania, all around in there. And the Ohio Pile area where we did this, we went up to this canoeing trip as a family right after 9-11. I remember all of us sitting around and watching this telethon kind of deal. It was, I think, to raise money for the families affected by 9-11 and just to, you know, really, really try to convey some of that emotion that we were all feeling on 9-11, which was anger and confusion and, and despair. And it was, you know, America's darkest hour. And straight comes on the performance and he, he plays run. And I'll never forget the way that I felt 
watching him sing that song. It was it was um it was part I don't even know what Vivi's talking about right now, dude. She's out here in the hallway just like breaking it down. I love it. I mean, it, that's that's the most Smith house. I, lo- thing I love it, and we're keeping this in. That's the most Smith. I mean, she's uh, she's right outside my door, and she's like, I don't know. I don't know. So Junior did uh, tweet at you, and it was a George Strait song. I've come to expect it from you. Was what he responded. So with. that's his. See, now you got to understand one thing, though. Like Junior's wife, Amy, is a George Strait expert. I should have reached out to her instead. Because she would have had not only a great answer, but she would have had a great reason for that answer. Um. Anyway, I just remember seeing seeing George Strait sing that song, you know, and of course Alan Jackson saying, "Where were you when the world stopped turning?" And everybody was just just so hurt in that moment and angry. And seeing Strait sing that song, uh, that every time I hear that song, I think of that moment. And Blue Clear Sky is just a amazing track, too. I love that song. Before we move along, I got to remind you guys that, man, hiring good talent can be really, really challenging. Like hard. It's hard to find the right people to have the right positions to make your business thrive. But there's one place you can go where hiring is not only easy, simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. And that place, Travis, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. I can't imagine how many qualified candidates are getting jobs because of us. I mean, it must be over what ZipRecruiter probably can't handle the volume. The people could at least leave like a five-star review like, hey, I got a job. Thanks, Marty. I mean, there's no doubt. You know, uh, I even saw Dylan Miskowitz on TV the other day. I saw a ZipRecruiter commercial, and Dylan Miskowitz, the coffee guy, was on TV. And I went, well, damn, I know that guy. I talk about him all the time. Yeah, he's actually a real person. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't realize it was actually real. Yep. But there he was on TV, and he looked like a coffee Stugatz actually had him on the podcast. Who did? Stugatz had Dylan Miskowitz on his podcast. Did he really? Yeah, a while what back. Did, what was Dylan Miskowitz like? I'm not going to lie. I didn't listen to it. Oh, you didn't listen to it? No. Well, we got to be better than that. We got to do a better job. We got to, uh, ju- just like you guys, we sit here and ask you guys to support Stupidity. So we have to support Stupidity. You know what ZipRecruiter does? It sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job sites. But they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience, and then it invites them to apply to your job. You can even add screening questions to your job listing so you can filter the best candidates and focus on those candidates. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for $0 and 0 cents. Free, Travis. Free. Ain't a whole lot that's free anymore, but ZipRecruiter's free. All you guys have to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash M-A-R-T-Y. ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We could go on and on and on about George Strait forever, but and before I get out of here, man, we this again was the 92. This was episode 92. This is the Reggie White episode. 
Do you know what happened in 1992 with George Strait, Travis? I don't. Pure country hit movie theaters, son. And if have you ever seen Pure Country? I think I have more homework. Oh, my Lord Almighty, son. You, you have very important homework. All right, you got to go listen to Tougher Than the Rest by Chris Ledoux, and you have to go to the Netflix or to the Hulu or wherever you got to go to find Pure Country. All right, George Strait plays Dusty, and that's all I need to say. All right, you need to just go watch the movie. It is the bomb. And, you know, it's interesting because people – People will get on Pure Country about not being a successful movie. Man, it it did great. It did, and it's still, again, back to copyrights. For country people my age, it's it's a legendary movie. And you know who's in it? Guess who's in it as the bad guy? Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor's in it as the bad guy. Kyle Chandler. There we go. Yep, he has a sweet little ponytail. It's awesome. So, you need to go watch Pure Country. That was 1992, and a very important year in George Strait's life because he became a movie star. And the soundtrack of Pure Country, not only was the movie awesome, but the soundtrack went sextuple platinum. Six times platinum. Heartland was on that record, and so was I Cross My Heart. Two timeless George Strait hits. So, Travis's homework, tougher than the rest, Chris Ledoux, pure country with Dusty Strait, and a cold beer for both. Deal? You got that? You can handle that? I can do that. All right. I'm so grateful for all my friends taking the time to offer their insight and their emotion. That was the beautiful part of this for me was as all the responses started pouring in, that it was, it was a Friday night. And I was asking all my, I was sitting there having a bottle of wine with Laney. We had the heater on the porch going. We're sitting there staring at the lake. Just a beautiful evening. And as my buzz grew and as these responses started pouring in, I got emotional. And I, I got emotional because there's, it's just such a unique community that loves this type of music so much. And it's time stamps on your life. And I'm, again, I loved hearing everybody's why. Speaking of that, I, I, I forgot to play somebody's. It's okay though. Like I was going to get there and I was going to ask you about one of the ones that meant the absolute most to me is my buddy Kyle Smith, who's like my little brother. He is, y'all heard Jeff Springer earlier, Alabama's head equipment guy. Kyle is, is Springer's right hand man. He's the, also a, an equipment personnel member at the University of Alabama. And his, uh, his answer might have been my favorite answer because you'll hear it here, like why, first of all, you'll hear what George Strait means to Kyle and his wife. And, and not only that, but he, he really encapsulates well how this debate is so difficult, why it's so difficult, and the beautiful reason that he settled where he settled. Marty, it's Kyle, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, 
when you used to text us and told us to give you our best George Strait songs, uh, just brought back so many memories. Uh, hell, me and my wife even danced to Amarillo by morning at our wedding. Um, but it's just such a hard decision, you know, for our generation. He's our cash. He's our haggard. Um, so my favorite George Strait song is Run, but I think the best George Strait song is Troubadour. You know, for where he was at in his life when that song came out, it just fits so per- perfectly and was so personal. Um, I think it's what makes it one of the best country music songs of all time. And I know we've talked about this. The lyrics in that song where it talks about the truth about the mirrors, the damn old mirror, don't really tell the whole truth. Um, I mean, that's, that's country music. That's just the best, one of the best lyrics in any song in the history of music. So appreciate you, buddy. I love that response so much. I mean, I got emotional listening to it because Kyle and I have had over at the Black Warrior Brewery in downtown Tuscaloosa. We have had more conversations about that song. That's one reason I'm so disgusted with myself that somehow it was left out. I am truly sorry that that song was not in my poll. I just, whatever, I may never get over that. But I've said before many times that that lyric is that 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 stanza is one of the greatest stanzas in the history of writing. Well, the truth about a mirror is that a damned old mirror don't really tell the whole truth. It don't show what's deep inside or read between the lines. And it's really no reflection of my youth. Think about that as you age and your face ages and the lines get deeper and the wrinkles are there. It is no reflection of your youth and it don't read what's deep within you and it don't read between those lines. I mean, my God almighty, what an unbelievable stanza. Curtis Wayne and Wayne Kemp wrote Troubadour and someday I would just, could, I would give anything just to sit down and have a conversation about the process and how it arose and how it began because it's just such a beautiful song. And Kyle's right. I mean, it's again, my, my, I don't know if I can choose one because I love Troubadour. I love love without end. Amen. I love I can still make shot, Cheyenne. And like, it's impossible picking a kid. No, no, no. So we called and had these people pick their favorite. You have to. And you just, um, I don't, I'm not going to allow you to end this podcast without not picking It's already. Love Without End, Amen. My favorite George Strait song is Love Without End, Amen. And I think probably the, the reason, you know, I just said the beauty, the beautiful part of this and what was so emotional for me about the entire process of making this podcast and asking my buddies for these answers was how open they were about the why. And I think, I think the why for me on that song is probably because it's, it's such an unbelievable reminder. I feel like I'm back with my parents again. And I remember how much my mother just loved this song and how it's it's the beauty of being a father as well it's this no matter what you do no matter what kind of 
dumbass mistakes you make, no matter what you try to pull off, no matter how badly you need forgiveness and redemption, I'm going to give it to you. I'm always here. I'm always by your side. I'm always holding your hand. And I love you. I love you no matter what. It's a love without end. Amen. And and like I love, I just, I, I mean, I could break down the entire song. I love that the opening verse is about getting in a fight at school and being utterly terrified to admit to your daddy that you got in this fight at school and they sent you home from school. And then when you grow the guts to say, Daddy, I got in a fight at school. And rather than your father getting mad at you, your father's like, hey, I love you. I love you. And then the second verse is becoming a father and realizing, oh, my God, I have created myself. Buckle up for the ride. And this is what my daddy said to me when I made that mistake. Here's what my daddy said to me. And then, of course, as I stated earlier in the program, that third stanza, when you're standing outside the pearly gates and somewhere from the other side, I heard them words again. It's one of the most important songs in my entire life. And as much as I love Troubadour, and by God, I do. And as much as I love Blue Clear Sky, and as much as I love Oceanfront Property, and as much as I love Amarillo by Morning, and of course, Cheyenne, and on and on. I was surprised the firemen didn't get more love. But that's, I mean, you know, it's just an impossible debate. And thanks so much, not only to my friends that called in, but to all the people who weighed in on social media on something that I just kind of did as a throwaway. I mean, I don't even know how many responses there were, hundreds. More, again, more than 50,000 votes and hundreds of responses. And again, all of y'all that offered a response gave us a why. Even those of you who called me a dumbass for not having Troubadour in there, again, which was warranted. That was a fun exercise, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so grateful. Thank you for taking the time to care. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, subscribe, rate, and review. It really matters to our sponsors who pay the bills on this thing and allow Marty Smith America to be free for your consumption and enjoyment. Thanks to all of our law enforcement officials. Look. Those people go out and sacrifice every day, too. They're working hard to keep our community safe and and healthy, our first responders and firemen. What y'all do is so admirable and appreciated by everybody at Marty Smith's America. And uh, as you guys know, I'm so grateful for our military. I saw a guy, you know, I, I try hard to practice what I preach, and I saw a guy, Carl Ravitch and I were entering the Kentucky Tennessee basketball game uh, at Rupp Arena, and we were a little bit late, and we were kind of making our way through the crowd. When you when you 
interrupt, you kind of enter the Hyatt Regency in Lexington, and the Hyatt Regency lobby is actually adjoined to the lobby of Rupp. And so you're going through all the people to get to work. And I saw a gentleman standing there, older gentleman, and he had on a World War II veteran hat. And I walked over to him and I said, sir, I can't, I can't begin to thank you enough for your sacrifice to our country and for fighting for my freedom. Thank you. And he, you know, he kind of looked up and he had this look of almost shock on his face. And he said, thank you so much. And then I went about my day, but I could see that it mattered to him. So if y'all see, see a member, a veteran who's wearing that hat, just walk over and say thanks. It means a lot to him. And I'm so grateful for all of our veterans and our active members of the military here in the United States and all around the globe working every day in often very thankless positions to keep us free so that we can live in a country where we can debate the greatest George Strait song. Appreciate y'all. This is Marty Smith's America, Episode 92, The Minister of Defense. Episode, have an amazing week.